Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Game Ready Technology Future Report. Today is our first episode. It is January 13th, 2024. Uh, it's a new year. We're going to be doing these periodically, and we're going to be releasing them on YouTube for all of you to view. Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast and have never seen this before, uh, we haven't either. It's our first episode. Um, we are Game Ready Technology. Uh, we're the two members of the company uh, and also the co-founders. And what we do is pretty simple. As you can see behind us, we do pre-built computers. Um, we also specialize in communities and connecting people. And we would, we're just here to share with you some of our observations and the things that we've really enjoyed and are passionate about in the new uh, technological advances that we're going to be coming out this year and what we've kind of noticed and observed over the last couple of months. So that's what this is going to be. Um, it's going to be about 15 to 20 minutes long, and we're going to be releasing them on a bi-weekly basis. So starting off, uh, we have some information about the new monitors that are coming out in the next year, next 12 months, and what to expect from them. So Aiden, take it away. So we have our quantum dot LED displays. These are brand new. They're, they're not out yet, but there are production starting for them. Uh, MSI is releasing three QLED displays. Uh, they're also OLED, so like a mix of technologies in there. Uh, there is a 27 variant, a 27 inch variant, a 32 inch variant, and a 49 inch variant. Um, those will all be. Uh, is the 49 inch a wide? Is that a widescreen? Uh, I I'm not 100 percent sure. There wasn't any information specifically on that. Huh. Um, they're all flat screens, so none of them are curved. And um, the 27 inch is going to be uh, 2560 by 1440 at a ratio of 16 by nine. I think all of them are 16 by nine. But, all of them. That's a uh, really chubby display. That's yeah, 49. that is. I mean, that's, it's almost like a TV, honestly. I mean, pretty yeah, much 50 it inch, that's about the size of a TV. Yeah. So uh, some of the key things about this display is it's incredibly low response time. Uh, it runs at about 0.03 milliseconds response time, which is absolutely insane. It doesn't get better than that. That's it's I mean, right now human it's the perception best. it's about yeah, that that's, much as is i mean that's an, that's a human reaction time yeah and we're talking like we used to be at like one i think the lowest we've seen is 0.5 milliseconds mm -hmm. of response time this is actually cutting that in like hundreds yeah, hundreds where we're actually seeing like this is the biggest advancement in response time that we've seen in monitors beyond generational at this exactly point. it's ridiculous um we also are seeing a huge color palette upgrade with 1.07 billion colors displayed, which is absolutely insane. We've got 10-bit color depth, and the lowest refresh rate is 360 hertz. So would I be right in making the observation there that we're at the point where a gaming monitor can very easily also just be a studio slash editing monitor at that color palette? Yeah, at this color palette, I would believe so. Uh, I'm not an editor. I mean, I've done my my fair share of editing, but I am not. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, don't really have the money the for the monitors <laughs> that they're that they're selling. So, yeah. If any of you have a five thousand dollar Apple ProRes monitor, please send it my way. I'll make good use of it, but I don't have the budget for <laughs> it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, is it just MSI releasing these monitors, or are there other? Companies uh, so, as far as I've seen, MSI is the only one releasing them right now. But rest assured, all of the other companies will be very close I'll behind. Be following suit. It's not a patented technology as far as I'm aware. Is MSI actually manufacturing the panels or are they coming from another brand like that Sony is, or LG? I could not LG, tell you that. that. This is pretty much all the information I've gotten is just the specs. I don't know where they come from. I don't know if it's patented. I, I'm pretty sure it's not because yeah. about four years ago, 
like you know i've i wrote a paper about it so um i know a lot of information about the leds themselves and as far as i know msi weren't the ones that created it so how about do we talk about that then so what is quantum dot and why is it better so a quantum dot led is basically just a very very small led um as you can see from the the color palette it is very variable so you can there's a hundred or 1.07 billion colors that can be displayed from these uh which is basically just a difference of frequency voltage and amplitude for all of the different uh colors that you can get from it uh also another cool feature is that it can be folded onto itself without breaking so that could be cool in different folding technologies if we're going to have another folding phone that might come from these but uh pretty much all i've gotten is uh they're very small and it can create very high resolution and they're pretty much instant in its uh, response time as we can see from the 0.03 so that begs the question how long until it goes from these larger monitor form factors till it becomes something that you can hold in the palm of your hand that's really the big question yeah i i'm really hoping we see this stuff in phones soon because phones right now like there are super high resolution phones you you can't you can barely see the pixels on the newer phones mm -hmm. uh imagine what we could have with these i mean it'll fix the durability concerns with phones like the fold the the google fold the samsung uh the fold as well i think they both are called the fold the um the flip is that the the flip the is flip the, the, the flip is the vertical they yeah. also have the folds as well I yeah, but there's the but, flip that comes down yeah. and the fold that goes but in. They always they all have that creasing issue exactly. as well. So this will probably fix that. But that also makes a really good point to an extent when you think about like how manufacturers are going to try to practically implement it like cars. Because every single time there's a new touchscreen technology or uh, display technology, they try to put it into cars. Like the holographic displays for like for speedometers. What are they going to do with like the dashboards of cars now considering these things are going to end up becoming a lot more durable? Only time will tell, right? Yep. All right. So uh, with that in uh, with that in mind, with now technological advancements and changing uh, graphics improvements in resolution, obviously you need better graphics cards. So we have new graphics cards on the way. Uh, Ian's going to take it away with our uh, NVIDIA leak for the Pro scene. So what's going on at NVIDIA right now? Uh, so we have the new uh, RTX 5880 GPU. It's uh, an ADA card, ADA. Uh, it's not out yet, but they've unveiled it. So uh, I believe that will be coming. I don't remember when the launch date is. I really don't but, know. Uh, it should be very soon because they don't like to unveil things too far from launch, as far as as far as I'm aware. Uh, this is mostly designed for rendering and 3D modeling. It's more of like just a studio card. Uh, it has 14,080 CUDA cores, which is absolutely insane. How many does the 4090 have? Because I kind of want a point of reference. I'm not sure. Let me see. Because it says... Let's try and grab that from... I'm actually going to look. Yeah, I'm going to look. Uh, I'll I continue see... with this. Yeah. Um, it's likely to have a 2,481 megahertz boost clock, which is ludicrous. I'm Yet again, I, I don't really have a comparison for the 4090 or from the 4090. And that's but... 2461. Sheesh. Yeah. Because the 4090, well, they're talking about the 4090D that's coming out, which is like a negative, it's like the inverse of a TI, basically. It's like just a little just bit worse. Just a little bit worse, okay. Which I really don't think is super great, but I mean, that's NVIDIA for you. Um, they're saying 
for the CUDA core because it actually revealed the CUDA the CUDA count of the original 4090 16384. Okay, so this is just below that with uh, 2,000 less. 2,000 less. Yep. But it has nearly double the view rate. If yeah. not double the view rate. So uh, that's my next point. Uh, it has a whopping 48 gigabytes of VRAM, GDDR6. Pretty sure GDDR6X. No, it's, it's GDDR6. Just 6. I, I thought that it was 6X, but I was wrong. Um, but not only that, but it's on a 384-bit memory bus. That's crazy. Yeah, so that we're going to have some very, very high speeds here. Um, and it has a 14K shader cores. Sheesh. Yep. So it's basically just what you would buy if you were doing SolidWorks. Or... Yeah, it's like it's a glorified uh, a glorified 4090 that's like not as good in some areas, but it's because it's so focused, it's only it's, studio. It's just specialized. It's just specialized in some areas to right. make it just that much better for rendering and 3D modeling. Probably a lot of uh, artwork as well. Yeah, that's actually very interesting. So on the topic of the 40 series and obviously this this upcoming RTX 5880, um, for those of you who might be a little bit more interested in the gaming side, they are unveiling the Supers right now. So that's present day. It's going to be in the next few weeks. Um, so what we found, this is an article from Digital Trends. Um, what they're saying is, if I can get back to this article, uh, it says that they're going to be releasing them uh, over the course of January, starting with, if I can find it, I just had it up. Let me see, pricing and availability. So it's gonna be the 17th with the new 4070, uh, and then the- The 17th of what? The 17th of January, so this month. Oh, wow. Yep, and then the uh, 4070 Ti Super uh, on the 24th, which is just a complete mashup of the old naming scheme, but supposedly it's a lot better. They've increased the VRAM count, the core count. There's no confirmed amount that that is, um, but I'm hoping 16 gigs because that's what we've been needing from NVIDIA. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, the 4080 Super on the 31st. So the last day of January, you're going to get a 4080 Super. Uh, what NVIDIA is doing here with the 4080 Super, which kind of caught my attention, um, is they're going to be fixing the pricing of this line. Because I, I noticed when they first really released the 40 series, it kind of came off as a sour event because they released, they tried to do two variants of the card, one of them being significantly more cut down than the other, which is not what, people were used to. Yeah. Um, and they were basically essentially selling what ended up being a 4070 Ti as a 4080 with the same price tag at $1,200 for the better. And then I think 1099 for the worse. Yeah. That caused a lot of controversy. Which, yeah. That, I mean, that naturally did because it's just, they're moving up products up a stack that they really shouldn't be. Yeah. They're moving. trying to just charge more for the same product mm -hmm. as last year. Which, that, which makes kind of make sense because the 50 series, the 30 series, don't have a great reputation, but also don't really make the company that much money from what it seems. So it would make sense they're gonna try to keep that premium market in high demand and yep. in high cost. So, but with that being said, the new 4080 Super, um, it's going to come out and the, it's going to move the price of the 4080 normal down to $1,000. So if you're buying it new, you'll save yourself $200. So thanks Nvidia, appreciate it. You're very late, but thank you. Um, <laughs> And then the new 4080 Ti will launch at the same launch price as the original 4080. So basically, okay. if you bought a 4080 at launch day, you are kind of getting screwed over right now. In fairness, we all saw this coming because this is what every RTX release does. Yep. 3090 versus the Ti, etc. So 
nothing that's, nothing that's pretty surprising. much uh pretty much what happens every year yep so. every two to three years at yeah this point. whatever but, whatever launch yeah so with that being said as well um nvidia themselves are kind of taking this release kind of at an odd footing because their own metrics that have been you know added to their website to accompany this new release don't quite reflect exactly what the cards are capable of and we do this as a business it's kind of been what we our passion has been for the last three years we've really devoted time to making these systems and one of the things that we're very upfront about is what our computers can actually do um, and one of the things that we don't appreciate is when a company will put artificial benchmarks or scores in very specific scenarios that don't make sense so yeah especially just that they're just comparing their own product to their own product, which Correct. makes no yeah. sense. So cherry give us picking, some, give yeah. us some benchmarks for actual benchmarks of other people's products, things you want to compare to, not your own stuff. And that's very similar to Apple. Mm-hmm. And on the topic of Apple and phones, uh, we've got our S twenty four and the S twenty four Ultra coming out soon. So moving away from computers, mm-hmm. uh, let's pick it up with the the S twenty four. You want to take it away? Sure. So what we know about the S24, we say this uh, on the topic of Apple because this is their competition, realistically. Um, What we know so far is the megapixel count for the camera is going to stay the same, but they're changing the camera. So a lot of people noted that in the known releases, every one of them have included that the 10 times telephoto lens is going to be replaced with a five times. And many people said, oh, less zoom equals less better. And that in some cases is true. Um, but what they're trying to do is actually double the megapixel count of this new five times camera. Exactly. So that way, if you need to do digital zoom on it, the output quality will still be very it'll much be the so same. so much better. And they're hoping that people will use that five times more than the 10 times, and it'll make up for its lack of zoom with more versatile use cases. Yeah. So, so instead of it just being strictly for zoom, mm-hmm. you can use it in a lot more cases. Exactly. Because realistically... This is really good for like portraits and stuff. If you want to take pictures of people, mm-hmm. the five times is where you want to be. If you're using a 10 times for that, you've got to be 200 feet away for mm-hmm. it to be a, like a, a good picture. And like a lot of people don't know, the further you zoom in from the 3X to the 5X, that's a better jump. Yeah. If you're further away, you're going to get a better quality picture just because of the camera swap. Especially as well if you're doing uh, videography or yeah, if you're doing videoing on these cameras and you switch between the three and the five when you live while recording, it's a lot less of a jump going from a three to a ten. Yeah. Like three to a five from a three to a ten. So exactly. There's more versatile use cases. Not only that, but you're going to see a visible change in the quality just because of the focal length, uh, the mm-hmm. focal length of the actual lens itself. And overall, we expect better processing as well. This is just Samsung's normal generational jump. Yep. It's going to be a little bit less than what it's been in the past but that's every single brand right now yep so right now there's just there's There's not many there's the document if you want to look at it yeah yeah so a couple of other things too um obviously new snapdragon that's going to be what you expect from the ultra series um they're cutting the 128 gigabyte base model Mm -hmm. from the product stack so that's important because when the 22 and 23 ultra is both dropped um you were incentivized to pay more for that next step up yeah to get the additional four gigabytes of RAM. So they kind of gatekept the better performance under a paywall. And people yeah. didn't appreciate that. So they've removed that. And this, this model has 12 gigs of RAM. Correct. Cards. It's 12 across the board. Yeah. That's, which is and that's insane. Be. That's great for phones. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to use 12 gigs of RAM. Yep. 
Um, the display, uh, you're getting a variable refresh rate display, 120 hertz uh, max refresh, and then um, all the way down to all the way down to one to conserve battery. So it's pretty good. Uh, finally, it's been we're on 22 ultras. Ours only get on to 24, so <laughs> good to have um, slight improvement there. Same massive 5,000 milliamp hour battery. Insane. Oh, mm -hmm. It'd be nice if it was a little bigger, but because of this S Pen taking up storage, I'd imagine that's part of the reason. Yeah, why. I, I would assume just because that's right in that little compartment where the S Pen goes, that's right that's where battery. the battery would extend. So I, I'd assume we could get another thousand milliamp hours out of it if we didn't have the S Pen. But I love the S Pen. Me too. Um, titanium body. This is another decision by Samsung that some people didn't like based on the concerns for durability on the iPhone 15 Pro. Yeah, and well, Pro Max. so the. The difference between them is the iPhone Pro and Pro Max, they actually removed the titanium chassis, like the actual mm -hmm. bracket on the inside. So it was just a titanium outline around the phone. The body itself was titanium, but they removed the little bracket on the inside. Right. Um, this does not have that durability problem. So that, well, that's we don't what, know that because it hasn't released yet, but we're hoping that it's the same. As far as I know, they didn't change any structural integrity of the phone. Well, they did. From my, so let me get to that. Uh, the really? next thing with the display, is it's flat this time. Oh, there's no rounding. No rounding corners. So the 23 reduced the rounding from the 22 Ultra, but the 24 Ultra is just completely flat. Okay. So what that means for any consumers out here who are going to be buying it, upgrading through your carrier, um, screen protectors and cases oh are going to be replaced. That's... But most importantly, you can actually do full glass screen protectors now for maximum protection instead yeah, of using film. That is the biggest nightmare of the 22 Ultra is just that screen protector is a pain. It's, it's a pain. not it's not the greatest quality. I mean, you can get some pretty good screen protectors, but none of them are as good as the like straight glass. Mm -hmm. Because with that those rounded corners, it just makes it a nightmare, especially because the dust that can get in the sides if it doesn't seal perfectly. And if it's in your pocket all day long, you got the lint that exactly. peels the corners up. It's just not a good experience that. Yep. And if you're drawing with the S Pen for charts, data, right yeah, the, it, it, the curved corner makes it difficult to actually get the full use of your screen. So yep. it's good that they're changing that. I actually wanted this change. Some people said it makes the phone look less premium, which I agree. I yeah. think the phone looks better as an edge. It always looked better with an edge all the way back when they said, oh, we're making yeah, an S6 edge. I was like, that is a premium looking phone. Yeah. It looks but, amazing and it feels amazing in the hand. But practicality. Yeah, there's, so, there's only so many practical things you can use when you've got the edge. Yeah, and the edge at the time had the, um, the selling point that your notifications would live on the edge. So you could see it when it was like flat on a table. But mm. truthfully, no one really seems to take advantage of it. They just used it conventionally. Yeah, I did not down. even know so, that, to be honest. Yeah, it's not. It's one of those things where I think they've come around finally and decided this is just not It's the a gimmick, decision. let's yeah. be honest. It, I mean, it, it looks professional, mm. but it's still a gimmick. Yeah, and I mean, they've definitely taken a more squared off trend in the last three years since the 21 Ultra. They've removed all kinds of rounding and they've really squared off the phones. I yeah. think it's a fine look. The phone definitely looks a lot different. Like the profile is altered now. Yeah, so. I actually haven't seen any of the pictures of the S24. Yeah, a lot of people actually tend to use the 23 pictures for the 24 because there's not enough confirmation of the colors yet. Okay. Which whatever apparently there's a lot of colors on the new variations too hey hopefully we can actually get our hands on them because i like my white s22 ultra but i would have liked magenta so yeah i i got the the phantom black because mm -hmm. can't go wrong gotta love it so that's the um high-end more like premium consumer phone 
but there's actually some heat cooking up on the more budget side. Coming yeah. from Motorola specifically, you actually did some research on this. So yes, what's I going did. on? The Moto G 34 5G, that's coming out soon. Uh, it's got the new Snapdragon 650 or 695. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got that new chipset. This is coming from Indian Express. Um, it's got the, the IPS LCD, 120 hertz refresh rate. That's insane. From a budget phone, mm -hmm. we used to see 60 hertz all the time. 60 hertz was just your normal old, <laughs> your normal phone. Uh, but now we're actually seeing 120, which is super exciting because coming from somebody well, who What are they asking have, uh, for it? What, do we have a US price available for this um, phone yet? Or? I have to open this quickly. One second. Mm -hmm. Uh, this also has a 5,000 milliamp hour battery uh, with 18 watt fast charging, which is pretty nice, especially, again, it's a budget phone. Let me just find the, the pricing. I remember when they did the Motorola, um, the whole line of uh, 5G phones this last year. I actually sold them for a while and people really enjoyed the Moto G stylus especially that was a really big seller because they gave you a stylus it was like a 4800 milliamp hour battery and they would sell it at least here in the US we were selling it for $240 at one point so 90 hertz display you were getting a full package so I yep. expect this to probably be the same thing just obviously a bit you know generationally improved but I can't seem to find a price on this. Uh, I had it up at one point, but let me see if I can't reason, track it down really quick. Yeah. It's G thirty four five G, right? Yes. Uh, so I've got this this random website. It's called Tech Somewhere. I've I don't know its credibility, um, but it says that. It's got a, a suggested affordable price, leaked suggested affordable price of 159 USD. Okay. Coming from like, we were just talking about the, the S24 Ultra, that is $1,200 mm -hmm. starting price. So if we can see something that is not that much worse, it doesn't have- of the price is ridiculous. It doesn't have as good of a camera. It's got a 50 megapixel main camera. So it's not as good in the camera department, but Starting at 159, if that is a legitimate price, that is insane. Especially we've got the same same battery size. I don't know how it treats battery because I've personally never had a Motorola, so I don't know yeah. if it's got the as good back end. It for also depends on battery. how much power that 695 pulls because that's that's everything right there. Is how yeah, that that's ship true. It, that ship behaves battery wise. 5G is a killer of battery. A lot of people turn it off because of the actual implications with how it kind of increases the battery draw overall yep and this whole entire thing with phone this phone being available and if it's actually i we could say with a uh, mild amount of surety that's going to be at least like in the 200 ballpark yeah so with that being said i find that interesting that you can get this much out of that little because it kind of piggybacks on what some of the other youtubers i've watched in the last couple of years have mentioned about how when you really want the premium phone the premium feel you already get 90% of it in the used market. You just have to tweak the rest of the things to your liking. But then for the extra premium price, 
you get that last 10% of things, be it the S Pen or some of the AI features or the Apple Apple Silicon, if you're doing any of the processing with that or the camera quality. It's interesting to see it because it kind of shows that now in the more, you know, the last three years even, that you can pretty much get like flagship performance for significantly yep. less. Yeah, and so an interesting, um, just another thing to add on, they save money definitely on the face ID reader because there's no face ID. It's mm. a side-mounted fingerprint sensor, which is a lot of people actually prefer that to face ID in the, the mid-screen thumbprint. Yeah. Um, so it's got the side-mounted fingerprint sensor. It also still has the micro SD expansion slot up to 512 gigs. That's so good. that uh, coming in at like, so I'm how much sure internal storage does it have? Uh, 128. They... It starts okay. at 128, and it has eight gigabytes of RAM. That is very reasonable. Yeah, and like this mat might actually convince me to get a motor, like a Motorola when this drops. It has like a secondary. It's like two hundred dollars. Yeah, you could not beat that. I'm starting to almost doubt that price tag because I doubt you can get something this good for that little. Well, it all depends because there's also the question of what the body's made of, the materials to actually build the thing. Motorola is usually good about that, but I yeah. thought a lot of their phones, you're not gonna get anything really it's, And it's feeling. quite light. Uh, yeah. It's a LiPo battery too. Okay. So that's that's definitely saves a lot. Yes, I mean, I feel like most manufacturers will give you a plus, still like a plastic or composite it, back until they like don't They don't cut prices on glass because the glass is Gorilla Glass. That's we're not just we don't we still don't have a plastic display or anything. Now that really makes me wonder with an SD slot still included on the phone if it's water resistant or waterproof. That's a good question. I I'm not seeing anything. We'll assume no just for the sake of Yeah, know. I'm I'm looking at the whole spec list here. It doesn't say as a feature that it's water resistant. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to buy one and test it on yeah. the channel, I guess. That would be awesome. That'd be fun. But yeah, um, what we've covered so far, we've got the displays, a couple of GPUs, some interesting stuff coming out. We got the S24 that comes out the end of this week. So for us here in the US, we get our S24 drop in four days. Yeah. It's gonna be on the 17th. Um, so we're gonna actually uh, follow up later on when we actually have more concrete information about how this new phone um, Against the right now, phones. none of this stuff that we're talking about has dropped yet, so all of this is speculative. Welcome none of this is right? none of this is solid evidence. Uh, most of it's leaked, so none of this is like concrete. And when this does come out, it'll be featured on the more long-form content. Exactly, so and we'll have a whole for. conversation about it. So yeah. Uh, that's about everything we have for you today. I thank you so much for uh, any of you who watched this far into the video. Uh, if you want to learn more about us, we do have a website, uh, GameReadyTech.com. Uh, there's a link to our Discord there. You can view it from the website if you'd like to see what we're doing or just interact with either of us uh, directly. Uh, we're pretty much always online throughout the day. So if you want to shoot us a DM, that's also uh, completely fine. Uh, thank you so much for watching. That's all. Bye-bye.